Lahaina is a tourist destination for the world. Located on the Hawaii island of Maui, it was an historic and beautiful city. But last week's sudden fire caused locals and visitors to flee for their lives. Nearly 50,000 have left the island. It's now the deadliest fire in U.S. history. There's the official death toll that keeps climbing. Then there are the nearly 1,000 missing with only 3% of the affected areas searched. Most of the bodies recovered were people trying to outrun the fire. Pastor Phil Hopper from Kansas City was there vacationing with his family. His wife and younger child in the car realizing how serious this was. We realized something bad has really happened. And uh, then we, of course, began to really worry about our, our kids, our adult children. Uh, had no idea where they were at that point or if they were okay. And uh, so we began to pray. By the morning, new mercies were seen. All of his family was safe. Lahaina is where Christianity first arrived in the 1800s on the island. It was a major revival. Pastor Phil from Kansas City was interviewed by Fox News. And after he shared how his family was reunited, a news anchor asked him to share some hope for all of those still affected by the fire. His response brought tears to my eyes. Cataclysmic events have been going on uh, from the dawn of time. And the Bible tells us because of the curse of sin upon all of creation, that God created a world in perfection. And one day paradise lost is going to be paradise regained. Uh, that God has a plan to put the pieces all back together again. And it's in the Lord Jesus Christ, the hope and salvation for all those who believe. And so I just want to encourage people to find the hope and the only place that hope really exists. And that's the one that made us, created us, and uh, sent the Son of God to die for us, to redeem us from the curse of sin. i got to tell you, the body of Christ is mobilized on this island. I've connected with a pastor here locally. Our family is going to be part of the relief effort, our last day on the island. Uh, And so those providential moments, those divine appointments absolutely are amazing the way God moves in the middle of this crisis. Pastor Phil Hopper, one of the many tourists affected by the fires on Maui, sharing the gospel on Fox News. Let's continue to pray for the Hawaiian island and everyone affected by this horrible fire. This is Haven Today on Tuesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus And we're in a series this week called Let the Prophets Speak. I was thinking about how the Lord spoke through the prophets long ago. And if we're not careful, we could think that was only for those who heard them thousands of years ago. But guess what? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he's still speaking today through the words of those prophets found in God's word, the Bible. The prophets of the Lord still speak to us today. Their inspired prophecies were spoken long before Christ Jesus came to live and minister on earth, and the New Testament was completed. Prophecies were written with a message for the day they were first spoken. Many times, they have a message for later times, like even today. Sometimes, the Lord uses these prophecies to come alive to us as we pour through the Bible. At just the right time, the Lord gives us a message that burns in our hearts, We can't get it out of our minds. Sometimes we see the direct connections today by a passage being quoted later in the New Testament. And that is the case with the two verses I want us to look at in our time together. 
But first, let me give you the background of why I want us to look at Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. One of our board members at Haven Ministries is a pastor. And at a board meeting a week ago, this pastor friend shared the text before leading us in prayer. It is a passage he had memorized and used many times in personal devotion. But it's also a passage he's used before meetings with his own church leadership and in other settings. Leaders coming together, seeking godly wisdom. Some of our board members were going through personal physical issues. We were also looking at the past year of ministry at this program and planning for the future. It spoke to us all deeply, and I believe it can speak to you today. So before we dig in, let me share it with you. In context, Jeremiah was just about to conclude his series of temple messages. Chapter 9, 23 and 24. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. Stay with me as we listen more to the prophet Jeremiah. It's a word from God I believe we all need to hear today. After the program, I want to give you an opportunity to support our ministry. And then as our thanks, I want to send you this book called Then Sings My Soul, a book sharing the backstories of 150 hymns that are filled with biblical truth and have stood the test of time. I asked the book's author, Robert Morgan, why he believes that we need these hymns all the more today as our world grows darker. Well, apart from the scripture, it's the great hymns of the faith that give us our greatest resource for biblical meditation. A good hymn, Charles, is a miniature Bible study set to music. I mean, that's what it is. It's a miniature Bible study set to music. And so when we memorize a hymn, like Have Firm a Foundation or Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, Early in the Morning My Song Shall Rise to Thee, when we sing it enough so that we come to know it and we can memorize hymns easier than we can memorize Scripture because they're musical and they rhyme and they have rhythm and they get into our system a little bit easier, then we are singing to ourselves and to our Lord and to other people Bible content, Bible studies. And when I'm on a plane, for example, and I'm tired and I'm not tired enough to go to sleep, but my eyes are weary, I can lean over against the side of the plane, close my eyes, and I can, quote, memorize scripture to myself, but I can also open up the internal hymn book in my brain and sing song after song after song. And those hymns give me so much comfort in the middle of the night if I wake up, then I can just open up my mental hymn book and I can hear the choirs singing as I go through, O Lord my God, when I an awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, how great thou art. So this is a wonderful therapy for us. It is a spiritual grace that God has given to us. The body of our hymnody is the greatest therapy we can have apart from the Word of God itself. Robert Morgan is a great storyteller, and I know you'll be blessed to read his devotional stories about these great hymns. 
Plus, he includes the sheet music and lyrics so you can sing with the hymns. I believe Then Sings My Soul will help you sing the Lord's praises with a new sense of appreciation for who he is and what he has done and is doing in your life. And don't just get one for yourself. Get one or two or even ten to share with those you love. After the program, come visit our website to see the book for yourself and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And now, let's open with a song about who and where we should be boasting. What a wonder of wonders, what love is this, that Christ would die for me. His goodness, His merit, His righteousness, this sinner's only plea. Oh, foolish pride, be crucified, the work is finished. All my boast is in Jesus, all my hope is His love, and I will glory forever in what the cross has done. Cannot be ashamed for my 
just released a month ago in July. All my boast is in Jesus, the Gettys with Matt Boswell and Matt Papa on a Haven Today in a program series this week called Let the Prophet Speak. I want to share again the passage that I shared just before our opening song. May these words of God to the major prophet Jeremiah Speak into your mind and heart today, as they did to me last week, thanks to a pastor friend. This is what the Lord says, verse 23. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. Then verse 24. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. What is the word you heard me share the most? It is the word boast. Four times this word is used in a few lines of two verses. Today, we live in a world which entices us to love all kinds of things. The temptation is great to satisfy ourselves with so much in this world, which we may think provide health, wealth, or wisdom. This world will try to provide a myriad of sources that we think can provide us happiness. But what we just heard from Jeremiah tells us our own achievements or what this world seems to promise cannot be the source of our happiness. The definition of boast means to exclaim with joy. When we boast, We are describing the source of our happiness. Think about this with me. Think about three areas of self-boasting coming from the passage that I just read. Three common sources of supposed human happiness. First, there is self-wisdom. And that can mean we are so proud of our skills, or maybe our intelligence, or even our experience. How too often we think how wise we are. Second, our own strength. This can be physical. It can be political. It can even be military when carried over to a country. But pride comes before a fall. And we all learn this the hard way. Example, I was traveling to Cuba to speak at a pastor's conference toward the end of last year. I was bragging to a doctor with me that I had never in my foreign travels experienced Montezuma's revenge. If you don't know what this is, I'm not going to explain it. Guess what? Three days later, it happened to me. And I spend most of the night indisposed, so to speak. We can't brag about our strength. We can't brag about our health. Third, this Jeremiah passage speaks about riches, monetary, even relational riches comes to mind. We can't boast in our wealth or even our lack of money. God says that the only source of true happiness in our lives is found only in Him. Which leads me to ask the question, can a Christian boast? And if we boast, what do we boast in? Clearly, Jeremiah rejected the worldly boasting of the wise, the rich, and the powerful. It's easy for even a Christian to think too highly of our wisdom or trust in our wealth if we have means. It's easy to boast in the little or the great power that we may think we possess. 
But this passage is clear. There is only one basis for boasting, and that is to boast in the Lord or to boast in knowing the Lord. Even this might sound like pretentious pride, but when we think about living by and through God's grace, it is not a boasting in oneself, but only in the Lord. Paul, without in any way condoning pride, he does that in Romans 3, but later quotes Jeremiah and encourages every believer to boast only in the Lord. It is because of him, he tells us in 1 Corinthians 1, 30 and 31, that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And that's Paul, quoting from our passage in Jeremiah 9. So let me ask you another question. How can this be? How can we only boast in the Lord? It's because God provides our wisdom and everything that is part of our salvation, our righteousness, our sanctification, or living and growing in Christ. It's ultimately part of our redemption, our saving from beginning to end, ultimately in Christ. The boasting that Jeremiah urges as a consequence of one's knowledge of the Lord and certainly not anything in ourselves like power or wealth or knowledge. Jeremiah was pointing to the future. He was pointing ahead to the gospel. Our union with Christ by faith is the basis for all merit that we have before God. Christ's perfect humanity becomes ours. Theologically, it's called imputation, imputed to us by his grace. Whatever you are facing today, like serving your Lord in Hawaii after that great fire last week, or dealing with some tragedy in life like we spoke about last week, we have his grace, and by his grace we grow in grace. And by Christ's grace we are given confidence and comfort It cannot come from inside ourselves, but only by knowing that our acceptance by God is perfect, since it is based on Christ's perfect acceptance by the Father. This grace makes us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2, pursuits of this world won't cut it. When everything unravels around us, fire, death, physical distress, our hope is found in Jesus. We can't bask in our own wisdom, or if we've inherited a lot, or made a lot of money, or our supposed power. The Lord is the one in whom we boast, and the Lord alone. Knowing God through Christ Jesus Growing daily in his grace is where we boast and the source of true happiness. But the one who boasts should boast in this, Jeremiah nine twenty four, that he understands and knows me, that I am Yahweh, the Lord, showing faithful love, justice, and righteousness on the earth, for I delight in these things. This is the Lord's declaration. If you want to be truly happy, Through thick and thin, you must know and understand God. One more time. 
But the one who boasts should boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am Yahweh, the Lord, showing faithful love, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For I delight in these things. This is the Lord's declaration. And never forget, as Psalm 33, 5 reminds us, he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. One more thing about the great story that's all about Jesus. It's a little tag that comes after Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. The little tag that opens verse 25. The days are coming. It's the prophecy of future judgment. There will be the day of the Lord. Christ will return. Do you know him? Can you get out of your boasting in yourself and boast in him alone? We must, because Jesus is coming back soon. The days are coming. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not me all else to me say that thou Haven Today in a program called Let the Prophets Speak, and that was glad with their a cappella version of Be Thou My Vision. 
Earlier, we heard author and pastor Robert Morgan share how the stories behind the hymns we love help us better understand how they can impact our life with grace. The lyrics are rooted in God's word and the tunes help these truths stick in our minds and hearts. And you can learn more about the hymn we just heard and 149 other hymns from various writers and centuries when you read Robert Morgan's book, Then Sings My Soul. With the sheet music on the left side and the story behind it on the right, this book is the perfect way for you to spend devotional time with the Lord while also singing biblical truth that'll deepen your faith and your walk in Jesus. So, come to our website right now. Take a look at Thin Sings My Soul by Robert Morgan, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. And let me say that so many have asked for multiple copies of this great book to share with others, even with Bible study groups. You can ask about that when you call us at 800-65-HAVEN or there at haventoday.org. And just as we go, a quick reminder that we still have copies of the book that my wife Janet and I wrote following the death of our son 20 years ago this month. It's called Saving a Life. You can ask about that when you call or read more when you visit haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow and let the prophet speak again to you? As together, we share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Have you ever visited a city downtown? If you walk around long enough, you may see an historic church. What do you notice about it? There might be a tall steeple, big, beautiful doors in the front. These churches can be quite the architectural feat, but there's a greater building under construction. In Zechariah 6.13, we read of this project. It is the branch who will build the temple of the Lord, and he will be clothed with majesty and will sit and rule on his throne. The branch is none other than Jesus, our Savior, who's building the temple in you and in me. We read elsewhere that we are God's temple, and this is why, because Christ is working and reigning in our hearts. You'll see Jesus more clearly through time in God's Word. Visit GetAnchored.com.